Welcome back. With our episode two, we're going to speak to one of my favorite people in the world, Mary, Mayor of Roxborough, the one and only. We're going to talk about some real life issues that sometimes can seem like they get a little bit serious, but with real life, that's sort of what you have sometimes. And it's good to talk about those things so that it doesn't seem so scary. And then we're going to obviously talk about our favorite show and learn some new surprising things about the neighborhood. So listen in and let me know what you think. Thanks. So here we are. The one and only Mary. Hello, hello. Yes. So tell me what's going on in your life. What's happening? Oh, you know, a little bit of this, a little of that. Yeah. A lot of this, a lot of that. (laughs) (laughs) It's Christmas, so getting ready for all that. And of course, it's busy time here. Right. Did you decorate at home or no? Uh, Courtney did. Yeah. We didn't get our Christmas tree yet. We do that like last minute or so. I can't even put up a Christmas tree with our animals. It's ridiculous. Really? Yes. It's too much free time to give them. They would be <laughs> out of control. Dennis the Menace, like, with pets. Oh, my God. I was like, nope, nope, we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw, like, all these interesting things online where, like, people would put trees, like, I don't know, like, four people feet like off the ground and like posted like almost on their wall uh-huh. or people would put like glass around it and i'm like all right i don't have time for that no, nobody got time for that. <laughs> that's a little too much <laughs> too much going on right well you have a very funny story of something that happened to you the other day <sighs> the couch story yes oh yes, my yes. oh my <laughs> so I've been, I was sick last week and still not back to myself. Get home about, I don't know, midnight after a good 12 hours here and looking for my heating pad, uh, which the cord was behind the wall. So as I'm sitting on the couch, Lacey next to me, Courtney on the other side, not too light all of us together right i uh decide to uh try and grab the cord from behind the wall and next thing you know my arm is stuck and i am screaming like a banshee (laughs) i was so scared i start yelling at courtney help me help me help me she starts yelling at me like what the hell are you doing and then of course She's trying to help me, trying to help me. My arm's stuck. I yell, just cut it off. Just cut it off. <laughs> like, not to be too dramatic. Right. But was eventually got my arm out, and it's uh, all kinds of rainbow colors now. <laughs> just a little wood day of me, usually. Well, as I also share that uh, pain of being immensely pale... I know bruising is so easy to happen, too. Oh, absolutely. I used to get bruises, like, on my legs all the time, and people would be like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know, life? (laughs) I don't even know what happened to me. I don't even know how this happened. Right. I don't know. When I was little, uh, I was, like, one or two, and I fell into the creek trying to feed the ducks some bread. (laughs) My mom and aunt apparently had, like, nine or ten of us down there, and I was the youngest. 
and I th- I went to throw the bread into the ducks, uh-huh. and my mom said I never let go. <laughs> so like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Diving in. So I'm down there, and because the bread's still in my hand, all the ducks are pecking at me. <laughs> You know, my mom runs down, picks me up. Like I said, I'm like one, maybe. Right. Picks me up, and um, blood all day on the one side of my face. She thought the duck pecked my eyeball out. But if you look really close, you can see a little scar here where I hit a rock. Oh, my God. So from that day forward, my family still to this day will call me boo-boo. (laughs) Because <laughs> I've been constantly hurt my whole life. Oh my goodness. That's insane. Oh God. Oh, I got a lot of these stories. <laughs> well, I would love to, if you're open, to talk about um your process on becoming pregnant. Okay. As a couple. Yes. Um because that's definitely something that we've talked about, and that's something that I think more people struggle with than people know. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, there is a sort of a shadow behind it of, oh, if you can't, you know, get pregnant easy, that you're missing some part of becoming or being a woman or something. Absolutely. Um, being complete. To speak to that, though, I had a friend that was like one of the first married and all the other friends started having kids right. even the ones that weren't married were having kids right and after years and she uh has lupus so she has autoimmune issues right. and I, I don't i would say they were trying but not trying you know what i mean right. all those years but she would just be so upset at everyone when are you gonna have kids when are you gonna have right. kids like like, it's, once you get married, you have to have kids. And, like, that's what sucks for me, because it's hard for, like you said, it's hard for a lot of people. Right, right. You know what I mean? And that society puts that pressure, I would say, that that's just how it's supposed to be. And then you got, you know, people like me, where me and my soon-to-be wife, uh, don't have the opportunity right, as right. some other a little bit more struggle heterosexual. <laughs> so we just started trying probably like seven, eight months ago. Yeah. Um, give or take a break one month or two. And we're doing a in home uh insemination. Right. Where we, you know, fix the car bank and we pick the donor. And every month, uh, Courtney will, you know, have it timed out where you get this big old tank with this little bitty tiny sperm in it that costs (laughs) buku money. Right. (laughs) And a slight chance, you know. So it is difficult because, like I said, it's not cheap and it's a lot of stress, especially on Courtney, like. And I just feel like it sucks, you know? Yeah. How expensive it, it, it is. Really, really sucks. And how you're putting all your eggs in one basket there. Right. You know, right. a ton of money out for the slight chance. Um, 
but we're gonna still keep motoring yeah. on, keep trying. Now, are you guys doing the same donor every time? Uh, or you have like a group that you're like anything from here will do? Well, they're all most of them are limited, you know, with their okay. serve. So we used the same guy for the first few months, and then he was out. Right. So. We have another guy that seems to have, you know, a decent amount of specimens. And right. um, so we've been using him, but there's so many out there. We just try to use someone, like, similar to myself, like, blue eyes, brown hair. Right, right. Um, it's pretty cool, though. They give you, like, baby picture, adult picture. Oh, wow, okay. All of the medical history, if they have kids themselves, like... You oh, learn, wow. you get to learn a lot about uh, their education. So it's pretty, it's pretty neat how they, how you okay. can do this. Yeah, that is pretty in depth. Mm -hmm. And speaking on how you're talking about being extremely stressful, and that's like one of the one things they say lead to not getting pregnant, <laughs> and it's so ridiculous. I remember when we were trying to, like, actively trying to get pregnant, we did everything from like. You know, taking your temperature every day and taking, you can get like that 30 pack of ovulating kits to see when you're ovulating. There's this thing that you would spit on and look into it like a kaleidoscope. Uh -huh. And if your spit looked like a snowflake, then it meant like you could possibly be ovulating more. Uh -huh. Like crazy down the rabbit hole. I never hole. heard of and that. And then I was like, this is driving me crazy. <laughs> I can't pay this much attention to my organs here. Like, this is, I've got work to do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was insane. Insane. So, I, it's just so ridiculous how society easily, as soon as you start dating, when are you going to get married? Mm. After that, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to have another one? Right. Like, why don't you say, hey, what's going on with your life? Well, <laughs> just an open-ended question. Don't Absolutely. be putting, like, these standards on me but people say that all the time yeah and someone like myself that's been married before that marriage question always bugged me because yeah. i always got that before the kids so it helped out buffer it out a little bit yeah. they're like when are you gonna get married i'm like i don't know <laughs> well what do you know and then when we got engaged when are you getting married what does it matter? You're not going to be at the wedding. <laughs> like, I don't even know what you're asking. Oh, my God. Like, literally, it would be, like, me and my closest, like, two or three friends. Like, we I are agree. not, not going to do the craziness of, like, Cinderella, let's walk down the aisle. I don't need that, personally. Mm -hmm. There's obviously people that do, and people that like that, and to each is their own. But the fact that we're like, this is what it is. When are you going to get there? I'm like, get out my face. Exactly. Stop asking me. Yeah, ever since we got engaged, what, like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Like every time, especially at work, all these customers, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? And like you yeah. said, oh, I'm invited to the wedding, right? So my answer to them all is, if you're paying for it, you could come. Right, <laughs> right, know? right. Uh, it's crazy people just expect like oh i want to go and have a party but the problem comes after the wedding everybody's excited to see two people together go to a party get drinking have food whatever take pictures 
nobody's checking back on these couples, especially like newly newlyweds that haven't been together for a long time. Yeah. Nobody checks back on them and says like, "Hey, how are you guys doing?" Like, what's going on? Nobody's really supportive of their union. They just want to go to the party. Yeah. Which is also a frustrating part of mine, and I think that's jaded from seeing so many of my friends either get divorced or separate because obviously hospitality is breeding ground for yeah, divorce definitely. and separation or issues or have you not um and it's so frustrating to see people get so excited and whatever and i want to be like are you going to be here in like six months when we have our first argument are you going <laughs> to be there to be like motivating and like you know talking us into staying together and whatever you're supporting and you, are you really going to be doing that because then you can be at the wedding yeah then you can be there. if you're not then get out of here <laughs> i agree definitely people are just not seeing out or like you said everyone wants to be part of the day but right 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 you know, the ones that we would want there is the ones that will check back in six months right 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 are truly there to celebrate you the couple right you know celebrate and support right that's huge absolutely i did tell tracy the other day when it because we recorded last night and um which was a long john up session i think we recorded a total of like three hours oh my goodness <laughs> applebee's and um so i'm driving past your mom's house and i'm driving past your mom's neighbor and I've always seen, like, those dinosaur mm -hmm. statues. And I've always seen, like, the same row over there at the store. At Harold's or Harold's. A whole lot. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, I always thought to myself, like, who's buying these dinosaurs? They're always here. Who's buying them? And as soon as I saw it last night, I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm I right feel, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, those dinosaurs been down a whole lot forever. But I, like, yes. I've been seeing a lot more and more around the neighborhood recently. And I feel like my mom's neighbor, he's in play and he's not from here. Right. I don't see many people from the neighborhood like buying these dinosaur things i just like, don't know where the vat is coming from like and they have so many of them there so like, many all different colors yes. and then there's one i think one on my street and they decorate it like every holiday oh, really? yeah and i'm like stop it like is that your pet i don't i don't get it i don't get it i don't get the meaning of it you yeah know? it's so weird and for people that don't know, so it's a big stone sort of creature that you would put out, sort of how people put out like lions or something at the main a gnome. Right. The main gate or something to your house. But these are just like regular, you know, two story little homes that just want a little dinosaur <laughs> by their front door to say, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what or why anyone right. would do that. Right. Of course, you know, the neighbor did it at my mom's. We were cracking up when we saw it. We're like, tell him, mom, Jimmy got a dinosaur. And it's just like <laughs> such a funny joke. Because it's not even like huge. It's not even like you're doing 
something big like oh like i like dinosaurs in my like yeah physically like i have a mini museum or something in my backyard <laughs> a little Jurassic park going so ridiculous uh all the thing that we need next is for one to be like outside the door here oh and i God. would die i think i'll buy one and put it outside of work maria be like <laughs> who put this here i don't know I don't know. It's too heavy. None of us can move it. They do look say. heavy. <laughs> it probably are. <laughs> they probably are because I've never seen any of them like tipped over. So I'm like, okay. Right. I feel like people around here are a little bit of shenanigans. So I feel like would definitely have tried to tip it over. Yes. So I'm pretty sure they're heavy. I can't imagine. I can't believe like with the speed of this, people drive up in the orange that no one has taking them all out right <laughs> just like clipped them <laughs> clipped them they're all literally right on the side of the road like. right and i can't believe how they're coming up and expanding ridge there i mean this road they have almost like a foot off of somebody's front door i know it's crazy oh i didn't know how God. that works so i'm like how do you have a property and um the city just or say whatever just take take part of it back well, but someone told me that it's like uh for the better of the state or city or something. So typically when you buy land, right? You're paying property tax on it. The space from the sidewalk to the curb is technically owned by the the state still. Mm-hmm. Even though technically it's part of your yard and whatever. If you don't have a sidewalk, there's there is a set amount, like whatever amount of feet. Yeah. Just sidewalks kind of help build in the gray area so you know. But technically, that's owned by the state still. So that's why they can do, like, plumbing or anything that they need to do without asking your permission. Mm -hmm. And just go in there and do whatever. Gotcha. Which I would believe, then why don't they clean the sidewalk off? (laughs) If it's their responsibility. Right. Why are we shoveling? Right. We're shoveling, but that's sort of where it is. Because I feel like that was that barrier that they just didn't think about that they didn't technically own. Yeah. But that's that's rude. It is rude. <laughs> but I don't know who the hell would buy a house right there on Ridge Pike either. <laughs> well, maybe when they bought it it was not what it is now. Possibly, yeah. And those poor uh, the poor people in the cemetery, I they know. had to move them. That that's like a really really old cemetery too. Like right. I'm imagining those bodies were there for a long time. I mean that's heartbreaking. Right, you just get up and move them. Uh, but it's probably better for their family. Some of those spots were really rough. Like if you were to actually go and like visit your loved one, that's a rough spot. Yeah, definitely you're right. Yeah, but that's uh not good at all. So what are you watching on TV right now? Uh, I am watching nothing, <laughs> technically. Uh, I've just been, because, you know, working so much and right. dealing with all the family stuff that... Right. But uh, Courtney, she's watching everything. That's who you need to interview next. She, she's all about right. all those shows. But basically, we catch up on, like, the challenge and stuff oh, like that. I love the challenge. Yeah, well, if you had to pick, like, your top favorite show to watch like let's say tomorrow freed up completely for you what would you watch forensic files really yes except for i've seen like most of them 
three times. <laughs> Michael was telling me, you know, um, Unsolved Mysteries that they did? Yeah. They, like, revamped it and have, like, new episodes on it. So oh, I need really? to circle back around to that. There we go. Because I did like those. Because they gave you pretty good closure at the end of the episode. Okay, So yeah. I like those a lot. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch those. Courtney likes all the ones that show, like, real pictures and stuff. On yeah, there. she does. I figured you would say. Yes. I One of our favorite shows. I want everything. Handmaid's Tale. Because that is definitely on the top 20 list. I know. I have got to. I mean. Because you didn't watch a season, right? No. Okay. And I don't think I saw the end of last season. But I've seen little episodes. I've seen part of it when I go home and Courtney's watching it. So I know somewhat what's going on. Yes. And our favorite character, Aunt Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Aunt Lydia. You'll like her in this season. Oh. She's like a little bit. Almost like what you wish she would change into. She like attempts to change a little bit. We'll see if it's permanent, but <laughs> Oh boy. But as of right now. Aunt so, Lydia's usually don't change. Right. <laughs> At least the ones we know. Right. They're normally <laughs> in for the long haul. But no, like something happens and like uh, the one girl with the eye patch when she hears her talking about like, What? I can't believe this and she's like, What are you talking about? <laughs> You literally are, like, the worst. <laughs> Why are you asking if I was treated poorly? Right. What did you say to me? It's like one of the girls was supposedly, like, raped because it was before she was 100% linked with someone. Yeah. So for her, she was like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. She's like, I get raped every day. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. It was good. That I was like, oh, child. my God. Well, Aunt well. Lydia, keep it together. Love it. Ah, oh, Handmaid's Tale. I love it. <laughs> Definitely got to see this season. Yes. The whole thing. Yes, and then we'll have to circle back around to that. Absolutely. Because that's on the list. So right now we have The Crown as my top. We would have to put... I would say Handmaid's Tale would be number two. Uh-huh. And then third would be Bridgerton. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Courtney likes all the, all three of those. I don't know yeah. about Bridgerton, but I know she likes The Crown and yeah. definitely hands uh, Also, we'll circle back around when you have seen this season of Handmaid's Tale. I will do my homework and report back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, girl. Well, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. Yep, yep. We'll hear more of you in the future. Oh, I sure hope so. And good luck with your podcast. I know you're going to kick butt with it. Thanks, thanks. All right, that's a wrap on episode two. I hope you've enjoyed everything that you've heard. And look out for new episodes coming your way soon. Thank you.